Good morning and welcome to the Inside Source. I'm your host, Matthew Dela Cruz, joined by the one and only Ryder Maple. What's going on? And we have a lot to, of college football to talk about today. Re, everything from recapping championship week to taking a quick little peek ahead at the transfer portal and then also talking about our predictions for college football bowl season who are going to take those games but first of all great week here this past weekend with transfers and championship week a lot happened so let's open things up and get started alabama georgia what were your thoughts on the game um personally i wasn't able to watch the game i had some other stuff going on but i was able to look at the stats and just from a statistical standpoint, it was a crazy game because you have a Georgia team. They've been ranked number one for the majority of the year. And then Alabama, who lost to Texas, they've had like a not up to par Alabama season. <clears throat> and Alabama held Georgia to 78 team rush yards, which for a formerly number one ranked Georgia team, that's absurd. That's that's just that's nuts. And that Alabama defense, I personally didn't think was good enough to do that, but they've proved me wrong. <laughs> and since their loss to Texas, they have been on a 12-game or an 11-game winning streak now, and they've only gone up. And their whole argument is, and people that are around the Alabama fan base know this, is we are not the same team that lost to Texas. We benched our starter and we made him fight for his job. And yeah. now Jaden Milrow has lived up to the hype. Obviously, you think back to Alabama, Auburn, that Iron Bowl game where yeah. he converted a fourth and 31 and kind of really bailed out um, a struggling Alabama team. But also, nobody expected Alabama to control yeah. the game like they did. They held a 10-point 10 lead going into the fourth quarter. Georgia, obviously trying to cut into that and there was a feeling in the air that Georgia was just obviously going to win and it was only a matter of time but Alabama curbed that yeah. feeling and it didn't happen and that momentum just died in the middle of the game and all of a sudden you look at the clock two minutes left Alabama has the ball and it's game's over and they're SEC champions and Georgia get this stat for the first time and the 10-year college football history went from number one to out of the playoffs in the final week of the CFP rankings. Yeah, it's that's a whole nother thing. But just from a championship game standpoint, it was it was a great game. Yeah. People thought Georgia was gonna win. Alabama won. They said, We're we're still here. Don't forget about us. And that knocked Georgia out of the playoffs, which is which is huge because one to out of the playoff is like that never happened. So yeah, but yeah. Lo looking at Texas. Yeah, University of Texas does something last weekend that they haven't done since 2009. <laughs> they go history, yes, history. They go to Jerry World, and they destroy Oklahoma State. I, yeah, against an Oklahoma State team that they had their ups and downs they would blow out the easy teams and then all of a sudden they'd be down 20 points to an unranked random ucf U yeah exactly UCF. so 
uh, as a former Oklahoma State fan, it, it's inconsistency has been in our history. So, um, we had we had no business being in that game. <laughs> well, and for Texas, who they were playing, they were not. Yes, they were playing a really strong Oklahoma State teams at times in the year with yes. Aldie Gordon, the leading rusher. Yes, but they were also playing their themselves and yeah. their own legacy, which can be hard sometimes, right? Because you have always in the back of your mind, we haven't done this since 09. We're inconsistent. We're not good enough, right? And being able to win with that kind of pressure on your shoulders from the fan base yeah, is really telling. And not just scrape by barely, but they a them. resounding win. Quint Ewers, 452 passing yards by the third quarter. He did not play the fourth quarter. Four passing touchdowns, three of which came in the first half. Yeah, that's that's like high school numbers. That's what he did to me in high school. <laughs> right, right. Back when he was at Southlake. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go Indians, go Keller. But hey, shout out. <laughs> but no, Quinn. Quinn put on like that. That's a great performance, and that's that's a future Heisman winner performance right there. And I think right now he's he's still kind of young, like he's still gaining that experience, but. If like I mean that's a big pressure environment. Like yes, Oklahoma State they're not the best team, but they're not bad, and he blitzed them. So and they did something that Texas couldn't do during the regular season, and that's beat Oklahoma. Yes, and that was as a Texas fan, I was going crazy and I was rooting <laughs> for Oklahoma State. But yeah, that was great. Um, a few more stats: Ollie Gordon, nation's leading rusher, held the thirty-five rushing yards on the day on thirteen attempts. Yeah. Malik Murphy stepped in the game, one for one passing, twelve yards. That's better than most anyone can do. But and then combined two hundred eleven total yards on the ground for Texas. Keelan Robinson four attempts, seventy five rushing yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. C.J. Baxter thirteen attempts, forty four rushing yards, one touchdown. A really complete game. And one stat I do want to point out is that with Texas leaving the Big Twelve, going to SEC next year. In the first year of the Big 12, Texas won. In the last year that they're in the Big 12, they also won. So that's kind of a cool end of a end of an era for Texas. It's kind so. of bookends everything. Yeah, and even though I'm not a Texas fan, I can appreciate that sentimentalness, if that's even a word. But, yeah, so that's pretty cool for them. But And the funniest part, I think, of this whole thing is Texas' reaction to Brett your mark whenever they won the game and brett your mark who was openly rooting for texas tech in the last week of this regular season yeah. and then oklahoma state and said let's beat them one last time gets booed off the stage and <laughs> jerry world after texas takes that victory yeah. but great game there it's just fun game to watch if you're a texas fan yeah now let's hop to the ACC. Here we Florida go. State, Louisville, Florida State, undefeated. Louisville, top 15 opponent. They've been looking really good but I mean, through the whole season, but taking that second loss for yeah. Louisville to Kentucky, a mid-table SEC team, doesn't look that great, holds Florida State to 60 points, who doesn't have Jordan Travis. Yeah. Ryder, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean – in the college football world right now, there's a lot of a lot of talk going around Florida State, an undefeated team. They won 
their conference left out of the playoffs, but that's for net, that's for in a little bit. Um, as for this game, I mean, 16-6, right? Their Florida State's offense, they don't really have like that one really good, like give the ball to this guy and he's going to win. They, it's more of a team effort. And I think you kind of saw that because Louisville kind of shut them down. Their defense played phenomenally. Um, I was only able to watch the highlights, but it was still it was still a good performance by a Louisville team that people probably didn't expect to do so well. Um, and it's low scoring, which for Florida State, I, I don't know what they've averaged this season, but they've they've been in they've been averaging in the twenties and thirties this season, and that's 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 pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and as somebody who was. Um, cursed with the opportunity to watch this game i feel bad <laughs> for anybody who's watching this game it was like genuinely uh painful yeah on the offensive side um Oof. get this brock lynn third string quarterback on 10 passing or on 10 completions has 55 yards obviously not a great showing no um however his first showing is in one of the highest pressure environments of that's all time that's true so that's true for Brock Glenn this isn't a great testament to how good he can be or his potential all things considered he stepped up against a strong Louisville defense the problem is with without the promise of Travis Benjamin with Travis Benjamin who's that excuse me sorry um, <laughs> <clears throat> Not Travis Benjamin. I'm going to let you figure this one out for yourself. Without the promise of Jordan Travis. There you go. Um, coming back, that Florida State offense struggled. Well, do you think that's why they were they were left out of the playoffs? Because they have a third-string freshman quarterback? Well, the college football playoff committee openly came out and explicitly said this, that without Jordan Travis, they are not the same team. And that's a Dang. sad but true reality because yeah. there's no, there's no. You have great receivers, but without those great receivers, but without a good quarterback, you don't have anybody to get them that ball. Think about it from a Florida State standpoint. If you're one of those receivers and you've had a good year, and then you're not in the playoffs because your quarterback isn't there, that I would be so angry. It's like, well, what the heck? Is it just because we don't have a quarterback that you're keeping us out? Like. Yeah. It seems kind of – it makes sense, but it also seems kind of unfair. It's also the perfect storm, I think, of situations and circumstances because if this was last year, this is a team that gets in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Because there's a one-loss TCU. Oh, my gosh. Don't – that – I mean, all things considered, TCU last year did a great job squeaking out a win against Michigan with the help of the white hat <laughs> and the rest. But – they squeaked out a win. And then they got slaughtered. I mean, they were a gimmicky TCU team, you know? Like, yeah. winning. They won, I think they went on a stretch of winning like six games by one possession or something like that last season. And it was just, it was annoying that they kept winning because they, we all knew they weren't that great. Yeah. But the committee put them in because, hey, they're Big 12. They're not even Big 12 champions, but they are yeah. they're good. They're good, <laughs> right? They're a one loss team. And we saw what happened. So yeah. I think the committee's so scared to put Florida State in and just see that happen again when there's teams like Alabama who beat the committee's number one in a resounding way, Texas who won by 28, and then we go over late night, Friday night, the Pac-12. This game was crazy. 
two Heisman contenders yeah. going head-to-head in an instant classic. Oregon is heartbroken in Washington for the third week in a row wins by three or less points. I mean, Washington. Washington's legit. I personally, Oregon, they've looked strong. Well, they looked strong the whole year. I mean, their offense is really good. Bo Nix is... I mean, even in that game, they lost by three points. Bo Nix threw for 330 yards and two touchdowns, so he did he did his job. Um, but it's just Oregon, Oregon kind of, they've like fumbled <laughs> kind of at the last second. Um, but it was just, it was a great game. Two great, like, Northwest teams. And it's going to be really interesting to see Washington in the playoffs because I've only been a college football fan since, like, freshman year of high school and like Washington is not a team that I would think would go in but now you look at their season and they've just they've done all the right things they got Michael Penix who's been playing phenomenally he threw four touchdowns one interception granted but four touchdowns still and then their run game uh Johnson got 100 yards off of 20 carries that's a pretty pretty good um ratio there so they're just a complete team and I, I I can't wait to see what they can do. Washington, obviously their offense is legit, and they've been able to cover for a pretty lackluster defense. Now, not to say that Washington's defense is bad. They're not. Yeah. They're just really, really good. <laughs> like their offense is like their offense is really, really good. And their defense has stepped up and made plays in times that matter, but I just always think back to the USC game. Yeah. Whenever they they won by 20 points, but they let USC put up like 35. So, I mean, it was a 55 to 35 just offensive slugfest, right? (laughs) Like, man, I would hate to be a defensive coordinator. Yeah. So, look, going to the playoffs, it'll be interesting to see if that defense can hold their opponent against the dominant Quinn Ewers. I mean, they're playing Texas, and yeah. with how Texas played in that last game, it's going to be interesting because officially Washington's number two, Texas is three, but I feel like that could be either way. It's the one loss to Oklahoma that's holding Texas back there, yeah. and one weakness that Texas has is defending the court, the dual threat quarterback, which against Oklahoma was very, was exploited by Dylan Gabriel. Yep. And so credit Brett Venables for his insight there and being able to execute. Um, this is the second time Washington has made the college football playoffs. Last time they went, they got destroyed. So a little bit of a redemption arc here at play for Washington. This is the la- They're the last Pac-12 champion in football versus oh, that's true. Texas who – won their last Big 12 title. So this could really set up to be a very this emotional is... game for both teams. Obviously, they faced off in the Alamo Bowl last year, <laughs> and I was at that game and watched my, uh, Romo Dunze and Michael Penix uh, obliterate the lackluster Texas secondary. <laughs> and I watched Xavier Worthy uh, make some or miss some key plays. This will be interesting. This will. I'm excited. I still think Bo Nix... Uh, should finish ahead of Michael Penix Jr. in the Heisman race. I agree. He has been carrying Oregon's offense at times whenever Bucky Irving couldn't get the ground game going. <laughs> but against Washington, 
Bucky Irving, 127 yards on 22 carries yep. and a touchdown. So great game out of the Pac-12. Conference USA. Yeah, this is the what real we've team, all been waiting for. The real team that got snubbed out of the college football playoffs. Liberty as they take down undefeated New Mexico State, 49 to 35. A thriller. A thriller. Great, great game. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, Liberty has go the, watch the highlights. Liberty has the worst schedule in all of FBS, <laughs> the lowest rated ranked schedule. And hey, that's they t- they stood on business. They didn't lose a game. Props to their coaching staff for getting that schedule so they can have that undefeated record. But I think it's a good Liberty team I right was, there. I was looking back through the games that they played. And they won. They like, killed like, people. Two scores every single game. I'm like, man, if Alabama played the schedule, what the heck would Dude, happen? Dude, if okay, <laughs> if, Al- <laughs> if ACU played this schedule, I think we could go. We could probably finish five and seven. We could fit. We could finish. Fi- uh, no, never mind. Liberty's good. They're they're good. They should have made the playoffs. I don't know why Texas is in there. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, you know they. They put up 55 against Buffalo, so... Hey, Buffalo. They're legit. Out of the American Athletic Conference. Yeah, Jacksonville State hey, got screwed. shout out to the Flames for what they did and what they did this season. Great <laughs> year. Um, all right, let's look transfer at the transfer portal, portal at a glance. It's very early and kind of way too early to be taking things seriously, but a record has been set this year so far. Ryder, can you guess how many players have entered the college football transfer portal? I think I saw something around 3,000, which is... It's 1,000. It's 1,000? Okay, 1, well then, I don't know what I read, but <laughs> 1, it was... 1,000. It's a lot, so... According to ESPN, as of, I guess, Tuesday, 1,000 peop- or college football athletes have entered the transfer portal, and it's been... There's some big names in there. Obviously... Um, Kyle McCord, yeah, from Ohio State. He's throwing the hat in, giving up on Ryan Day, and looking for a new home. Riley Leonard, the quarterback from Duke, who had Duke, Duke had a Duke had a weirdly successful season. Um, so good in fact that uh A and M decided to hire their coach after firing Jimbo Fisher, and um. If we keep going, Dylan Gabriel will be transferring his in his sixth year of eligibility. So, something I want to point out: all this, all the transfer stuff, and what are, like just as a whole. Before we get too too into like the specifics, yeah. what are your thoughts about people transferring? Because I feel like you can only really successfully transfer if you're one of the top players in the country, because it just feels like. It just feels like a lot of effort for for what? Like a better opportunity, but if I'm a call if I'm an NFL coach personally, and I'm not an NFL coach, but if I was, I would look at like potential drafts, draft picks and see like, oh, they transferred four times. They can't commit. Like personally, I see it as a negative. And that's my hot take yeah. at 9 a.m., but I don't know. What are you? What are your thoughts on I, that? I I totally agree. Um, I'm glad that they have this freedom. I'm glad that they have uh, this freedom to be able to transfer this many times because used to they didn't have this ability yeah. opportunity. But just because you can do it four years, 
in a row not does not mean it's the best thing. You're totally right. Uh, Dylan Gabriel will be going to his third school in five or six six years, and uh, another big name. It's it yeah. Will, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, but. Will Rogers uh, from Mississippi State will be leaving Mississippi State for his final season. Um, he has been great for Mississippi State. That's a shock too. Yeah. Um, why, hold on. Why? Why? Why are we thinking? Where is he gonna go? Like, what is he trying to achieve? Because this is something. This is something I'm fascinated by. The whole transfer portal. What is he trying to achieve? He's trying to be able to play for a team. This is what I think. I think he's trying to play for a team that can uh, score more than 21 points per game, um, <laughs> or more than 10 points per game. Um, this is a Mississippi State team that scored seven points against Arkansas the whole time. That's true. And I, I watched half of that game at my house over Thanksgiving weekend. and Or uh, not Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, break. Over break the weekend before. And, man, it ended 7-3. to three. So, oh, I remember that. That was golly. But <laughs> it's, so, like, he's just trying to find a better offense than someplace he can fit in. That makes sense. It's just still, you've been playing there your whole college career, and then for your senior season, you dip. Just doesn't sit well with me. Also, he's a talented quarterback. He is. And if I'm a talented college football player, I want to go get to a bigger name school that has yeah. athletes around me where yeah. I can succeed. That's a good point. I think it's a business decision. Jalen Catalan's defensive back from Texas, transferred from Arkansas initially. He enters the transfer portal. And quite frankly, for Texas. It's not that big of a loss. <laughs> I mean, he's great. Tell me how it really is, Matthew. Jeez. He's great. Um, has put in some good numbers for us. But the way Texas is looking right now and the way the transfer portal is looking and their performance getting to the college football playoffs, yeah. they should not have a hard time um, reloading in that position. And then, crazy idea here. Jeremiah Dobbins <laughs> from Abilene Christian University announces on social media on Monday that he is going to be entering the transfer that's, portal. That's a big loss. It's a big loss for us. We're Wildcats at the end of the day. Yeah. This one hits closest to this home. This really does. Um, Jeremiah Dobbins, 1,500 rushing yards during his three years at ACU. He's a good player. 300 attempts. And this is, remember, this is while splitting carries. Um, Jatavion Sunday obviously splits carries. He's going to be the future featured back for ACU. 15 touchdowns. This is this is kind of this is kind of difficult for us because Maverick is graduating. We don't have a solid option at quarterback right now that we know of. And now our RB 1.5 is leaving. And our run game is now damaged. Our pass game could be better or could be worse or it could be the same. We don't know yet. It's just this puts us, the coaching staff, in a difficult spot. Uh, I want to see what KP is going to do. Like, is it going to be a different scheme? Is it going to keep the same thing? Like, are we going to go look into the portal? Like, what's going to happen? It's going to be – it'll be interesting to see how we do next year. Uh, but we got a whole offseason to prepare for that. But that's that's a big loss. Yeah, Abilene Christian University obviously finishes five and seven on the year in the United 
athletic conference. Yeah, that's the one we're in. Um, you know, had a shot to win the conference. If they won the conference, they get a ticket to the FCS playoffs and get an automatic bid. Um, but you know, it was rough inconsistencies yep. at times over the season. Um, you know, we go from beating a local rival. Stephen F. Austin yeah. one week to getting blown out by 55 the next week against <laughs> Central Arkansas, which Central Arkansas was great this year. Yes, they were. They played some great games. And then going on the road at Kyle Field, I was there. I was there. Ryder was on the field, sideline pass. Yeah, fancy stuff doing. I don't remember what I was doing, but I was doing good work for ACU Athletics. You're reporting for this podcast right here. Inside source Inside on the source. field. But, uh, I mean, hey, uh, Coach Patterson is doing a great job with, like, recruiting and, like, kind of just putting the ACU name out there. Because, like, a game at Kyle Field, like, it was sold out. Like, it was sold out. The entire, what, 100,000 people were there. <laughs> and that's great for ACU recruits seeing, like, hey, we may not go undefeated every year, but – we may go five and seven and play a Kyle field in front of all these people. And that's huge. And that's good for opportunities for players. And how long has coach Patterson been here? Two years now, two years, two years. I he's, I think he's doing a great job. I just hope like, because we've had two, what well, we had a losing season last year, right? Oh uh, no, we, no, we went eight and four seconds. Oh, yeah. Whack. Okay. Yeah, you're right. But I think, I think he's doing a great job and I, I want to see him here for a while. Yeah. And, it's about building culture. Exactly. Right? I say this all the you time. You don't – I mean, for any head coach, it's so hard to instill your culture year one. And yeah. the fact that he had that an 8-4-6 and four, six, like season in his first year is a fluke, right? I'm not saying he doesn't get credit for it. I'm just saying you don't see that often. But it shows what he's, what he's capable right. of. Right. So. It shows what he's capable of, and it gives promise. This year, 5-7, and seven, not that great. But he's still building culture. He lost two of the best ACU's best receivers yeah. in history to graduation this season. So replacing those two positions has been a struggle. But I'm excited for yeah. what ACU has in store. And it can only go up. Keith Patterson, I think, is perfect for this position. He is. He's a great dude. Good guy to talk with. Love to have lunch with him sometime. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Scratch them cats. Scratch them cats all the way. Scratch them cats. But, okay, here we go. Before we wrap things up, way too early bowl prediction matchups, starting with the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Georgia Southern versus Ohio. What is your prediction? Ohio. Ohio. All right. Cricket Celebration Bowl versus Howard versus Florida A&M. This is an interesting matchup. That is an interesting matchup. You know what? Give me Howard on the day. Yep. Ryder, what's your take? I think Howard as well. All right. R&L Carriers, New Orleans Bowl, Jacksonville State versus Louisiana. I mean, Jacksonville State got blown out by Liberty, so Jacksonville State all the way, baby. Jacksonville State? <laughs> you know, I think I think Louisiana takes one here, man. I okay. Think, all right. I think they'll – it's it's the New Orleans Bowl. It's yeah. great for a Louisiana team. To it win. is. <laughs> no. Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. I will be tuning into this one. Miami, Ohio versus App State. These App. are two low-key strong programs. I'm taking App State. I, you know what? I'm going to take – I think Miami, Ohio oh, has boy. this year. Hey, I think... we're going to check these and hold, our, hold ourselves accountable. 
accountable for this because I want to go back and look. Yeah. Uh, is Slater New Mexico Bowl? <laughs> New Me- Mexico State versus Fresno State. Fresno State, obviously, a pretty lackluster year. They underperformed. Yes. Um, it's going from being ranked in the top 25 at the beginning of the season to going 7-5. and five. Uh, not uh, the best. New Mexico State conference runner up to yeah. in the conference USA. I think this will be a great matchup. I th- I think New Mexico State's going to take it though. Jay, they've just had a better year overall. So. Yeah. Give me New Mexico State. Hold on, I want to say this one. The Starco Brands LA Bowl hosted by Gronk. I'm, That's a mouthful. I'm definitely UCLA turning... Boise State. I'm tuning into this one for sure. Yeah. Hosted um, by Gronk. Heck yeah, sign me up. Give me Boise State. Oh. Boise State coming out of the Mountain West. They okay. are Mountain West Conference champions. And my hot take is... Here we go. My bold prediction is that the Mountain West will be, within the next 15 years, 15 a years. Power Six conference. And even, honestly... Write next, this down, folks. Next, this is critical The next 15 stuff. years might be a little long. It could be within the next five. 15 years. With the Pac-12 going under... And you have Oregon State and Washington left on an island. They will most likely join the Pat or the Mountain West, and they will make it a Power Six conference. I I think you're right, but 15 years is a while. You might be married and have kids by then, Matthew. That's crazy. Yeah, we're not talking about that. All right. Last thing about this bowl: <laughs> Will Baby Gronk make an appearance? We'll leave that oh up to you. Oh my gosh, that'd be insane. Radiance Technologies Independence Bowls: Cal versus Texas Tech. This will be the middest game you'll ever watch. Yeah, Cal. Because I was born and raised in California. Come on, baby. <laughs> Look, Cal, Cal has some has a great. This will be a battle of two running backs. Taj Brooks for Texas Tech gave Texas's defense some trouble at times at the beginning it's of true. the game. Cal, they have uh, a great running back. I think it's something Ott. I f- I forget his name. But he is amazing as well. I just just in California, I trust. Give me Texas Tech. All right. Guns up. Famous right. Toastery Bowl. That cannot be real. Western Kentucky <laughs> versus Old Dominion. Give me WKU. Yeah. That's, by 10. Uh, yeah. Old Dominion. They're a military school. Ooh, we love them. The Scooters Coffee Frisco. I might go to that. UTSA versus Marshall. That sounds fun. You in think Frisco? They, will this be played in the Dallas Cowboys practice facility? Maybe. <laughs> the star? No way. <laughs> um, I'm taking UTSA. Yeah, UTSA. I'm, I'm with you on that one. They've been strong this year. Yep. They've, they've built a strong program. They have. And shout out UTSA. Yeah. Shout and yeah. That there's not much to say on them. Roofclaim.com, Boca <laughs> Raton Bowl. Raton? Raton, Raton. Raton. Tomato tomato. Yeah. <laughs> USF versus Syracuse. Syracuse. Give me give me USF lost by seven to Alabama. Give me USF. Syracuse. The Union Home Mortgage, what the? Mortgage Gasparilla Gasparilla Bowl. Bowl. Georgia Tech and UCF. I think Mm. this will be a crazy matchup because this could be be a shootout. This is a Georgia Tech team who played Georgia really close, and this is a UCF team who blew out Oklahoma State. So there's like, this this is the, if we could rename this, the Union Home inconsistent Heisman <laughs> Bowls. Yeah. Like, right? Like, these are the, this is a battle for the most inconsistent team. So I think it is. So if you lose, you win most inconsistent team award. If you win, you win the bowl game. So I'm taking the... I'm taking Georgia Tech. 
give me give me Georgia Tech. That triple option style offense, I think. We'll I just love the triple option. Destroy the Camellia Bowl, Arkansas State versus Northern Illinois. Arkansas, I, Arkansas State. I have a special place in my heart for Northern Illinois. I have a special place in my heart for Arkansas State. I think. But that being said, <laughs> I see. I, I watched Arkansas State this year. Yeah, their offense is really good, <laughs> like really good. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if Northern Illinois can stop that. Give me Arkansas State. All right, you changed your mind. That's okay. The seventy-six Birmingham Bowl, Troy Duke. I, we don't even have to talk about this. Duke. Duke is gonna walk. Uh, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. This bowl holds a special place in my heart. I go every year. It's at the TCU Stadium. It's always a good time. Um, James Madison and Air Force, Air Force. Look, Air Force started off five and zero. Yeah, I think people forget that in this season. I think they do. James too. Madison also started off really strong and then fell off out of the top twenty-five. This will be a crazy good matchup. But Air you, Force is Air Force. You don't have to abandon your morals to go as you would yeah. have to abandon your morals to work for Lockheed Martin. <laughs> but look, this is a toss-up. This is actually a toss-up. Give me Air Force, though. Yeah, I think I'm taking they, Air Force. I think they bounce back. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Georgia State and Utah State. Give me Utah State. Utah State. 68 Ventures, um, South Alabama and Eastern Michigan. Give me – okay, <laughs> South Alabama snubbed for the playoffs. It's like a discount playoff game, South Alabama listen, and Eastern Michigan. <laughs> listen to this. Listen to why South Alabama got snubbed for the playoffs. Why? Alabama <laughs> – lost to Texas. Texas lost to Oklahoma, who lost to Oklahoma State, who lost to South Alabama. Okay. Therefore, South Alabama should be number so four. So that, that's like the thing when the uh, 2016 Browns went winless, and then people were like, or no, the, or I, they had one win in like 2017 or something. Yeah. And it's like, they beat them, so they beat them, so they beat them, blah, blah, blah. So the Browns are the best team in the NFL. It's essentially, yeah. Yeah. All right, SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, Utah and Northwestern. I think this one will be heavily attended and heavily betted on. Yeah, it's it's in Vegas. Um, Utah, they should be they should have been ranked, and Northwestern the same deal. I'm taking Utah. They're they're better. They didn't have their starting quarterback all season. Yep. Uh, Northwestern. Yep. All right, the Easy Point Hawaii Bowl. I love this one. Easy Post. Easy Post. I can't read Hawaii Bowl. (laughs) Um, Coastal Carolina, San Jose State. Give me Coastal. I'm taking San Jose State. Born and raised, baby. All right. Quick Lane Bowl, Bowling Green versus Minnesota. Minnesota Minnesota underperformed this season, but But I still think they're better than Bowling Green. I think so, too. Quick Lane Bowl. Give me Minnesota. Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, Texas State versus Rice. Give me Texas State. They destroyed Baylor. Yeah. I remember first game of that season. I have friends that go to Baylor. They were distraught. Shout out Christian Moat. Hey, shout out Christian Moat. Shout out. (laughs) Uh, Colton Lichner and shout out Kai Ored. All right, uh, guaranteed rate bowl Kansas and UNLV. Give me Kansas. Kansas, Kansas. is way better than they look. They are they third in third in the Big Twelve. They're yep. strong. Military bowl presented by GoBowling.com. Virginia Tech versus Tulane. Ooh, give me Tulane. Uh, I'm taking Virginia Tech. V Tech. They were painfully mid this season. Tulane top twenty five opponent. Give me Tulane. Yeah. Duke's Mayo Bowl. I love this one. This, this is, is one of my favorite bowls. Yeah. North Carolina versus West Virginia. This is going to be crazy. This is a good match. Mac Brown faces off against West Virginia once again. West Virginia's look good. They have. North Carolina has been up and down. 
man, give me dude. I like Mac Brown. Give me North Carolina. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna agree with that. North Carolina. Direct TV Holiday Bowl, Louisville versus USC. This will be good. I am. A- this is a Louisville team that's coming off of a like a strong performance against Florida State. Ten and three season. Yep, ten and three. They're not bad. USC is still USC. No, they they're the only team to have a worse defense than Washington. <laughs> um, just kidding. Uh, okay, uh, but I think I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Louisville. I yep. think they're gonna carry that momentum and. Caleb Williams be a good game. will be sitting out this game. That being said, I think Louisville takes the yeah. dub. They have an experienced quarterback starting. Yeah. Tax Act Texas so Bowl. This the it's Texas A and M versus Oklahoma State. This was a previous matchup in I think it was twenty eighteen. They played in this bowl at the NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas A and M and Oklahoma State. And I went to that game and Oklahoma State won, I think. As a Texas fan, I will once again be rooting for Oklahoma State in this yep. game. Go Pokes. As an ACU fan, I will also once again be rooting for Texas – or uh, sorry, excuse me, uh, <laughs> Oklahoma State in this game. Go Pokes. I don't think Texas A&M has an answer for Ollie Gordon. No, they don't. They seriously they seriously don't. Golly, how many bowls are there, Wasabi dude? Fenway Bowl? What the – okay. Uh, SMU, Boston College, SMU. Boston uh, – ah, man, I would say yeah. – I would be – all the way on SMU, but Boston College had a strong performance against Florida State. But um, but give me SMU. Yeah, give me SMU. the bad boy, <laughs> the bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl, Rutgers versus Miami. Miami, Miami, Miami by the first quarter. Yeah, Pop Tarts bowl. That's a cool logo. NC State and Kansas State. Kansas State. Kansas State. Their quarterback is transferring. Yes, but but I think they're still good. Valero Alamo Bowl, Arizona versus Oklahoma. This is the one I'm excited this for. This is good. This is the one I might I might try to go to this game. It's in San Antonio. I think Oklahoma. Arizona's been quietly good. However, they did have a shaky performance against a four-win Colorado team. Give me Oklahoma. Yeah. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Clemson and Kentucky. Man, this is... Ooh. Th- Honestly, Kentucky. Yeah, give me Kentucky. Um, t- Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Oregon State, Notre Dame. Oregon State, they're an underrated team. They took some tough losses to Oregon and Washington back-to-back weeks. Notre Dame, obviously upset by Ohio State earlier in the season. I think Notre Dame caps their season off with a W in El Paso. Yep. Give me Notre Dame. Yep. AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Memphis versus Iowa State. Iowa State is... An okay team. Yeah. They're mid-table in the Big 12. It, that being said, their defense played Texas very well. Yes. Give me Iowa State. I'm taking Iowa State because in Brock Purdy we trust. <laughs> yep. And then Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, Missouri versus Ohio State. This is a big Ooh. game. And I, st- I still think Ohio State, though. Just they – well, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's gonna be a game that I'm, I'm gonna, gonna anger. Watch. I'm gonna anger a lot of people here. Oh boy! And I'm gonna say, give me Missouri. All right. They are seriously a good team, and Ohio State has been inconsistent this year. Kyle McCord will he be playing? We don't if know. If Kyle McCord plays, then it's Ohio State. If he doesn't, then it'll be a close game. Brady Cook is one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, and I think that Ohio State won't have an answer for him. All also, right. Missouri's running game. Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Love now this we're, one. Now we're getting into some real bowl Ole games. Miss Penn State. Penn State. P 
Penn State, Penn State. I would say Penn State, but they lost their starting quarterback, I think, earlier this season. And that has been why they fell off. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss has looked great. Give me Ole Miss. Okay. Okay. Trent, perfect. Interesting. Music City Bowl. Auburn versus Maryland. Ooh. In Nashville, that'll be fun. I like Maryland in this matchup. Uh, mm, I think I'm going to agree with you on that. They've just they've been more consistent over the year than Auburn. Auburn's had some good showings, but I, I do think Maryland. Maryland has Tua Tungovailoa's brother on yep. as starting quarterback, and he's going to be in the NFL. Yeah. So he's good. Capital One Orange Bowl, Ooh. Georgia versus Florida okay. State. This All right, is, this this is, is a controversial big one. one. Ryder Mabel, what is your take? My take... Ooh. Mm. Georgia. I think as much as I would have liked to see Florida State in the playoff because that would have just been like it would be a cool story, but they probably would have gotten destroyed. I think I think this game will show the college the committee that they were right because both okay, okay, golly. This is this is going to be a good game because if there if next year when there's like the more teams in the playoff both these teams are making it if next year was this year. So I think ooh, Florida State, their quarterback, I mean, yeah, they have a good system, but I think the playoff committee was right where they their offense is just going to falter. Give me give me Georgia. Yeah. I don't know if Florida State's backup quarterback, Rodemaker, can handle this level of pressure. I mean, he struggled against 5-7 and seven yeah. Florida in last week of the season. I watched that game. It was just a slightly better offensive showing. I think Georgia wins by two touchdowns. All right. I agree. Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Toledo and Wyoming. This was a great bowl game last year. Wyoming making their back-to-back appearance. Back-to-back. In the Barstool Bowl. Give me Wyoming. Give me Wyoming. (laughs) They had the craziest game against Texas Tech to start the season. Winning in double overtime. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, nuts. That was probably the craziest game I've ever seen in my life. All right. The ReliaQuest Bowl. Wisconsin versus LSU. 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 Jaden Daniel. We don't even have to talk yeah. about it. Jaden Daniel. Jaden Daniel. all you got to say. Is the Heisman winner this yes. year. If he plays, it's not even going to be fair. Cheese it Citrus Bowl. Iowa versus Tennessee. This will be the lowest scoring bowl game Ooh. on the slate this season. Okay. And okay. I will stand on business on that. I will I will make that my statement. And if I'm wrong, you'll well, shave your head. I won't be wrong. Okay. But this will be the <laughs> you lowest. You won't be scoring. wrong, ladies this and gentlemen. Well, this will be the most, if not second to the most or least scoring bowl game. Give me Tennessee. Or yep, give me Tennessee. I'm taking Iowa by three. You think it's gonna be like a six to three affair? Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be some crap <laughs> yeah. like that. All right, the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Liberty, ver- Liberty makes Liberty a- and Oregon. Come on, come on, Liberty. Come on, Flames. Liberty makes a New Year's Six bowl. They are and they drew a juggernaut. <laughs> I want Liberty to win this, and they're not going to, but they're they're gonna try. And I think Liberty is not gonna win, but this, I still want them to win. <laughs> this game is giving like the same vibes as whenever Cincinnati made it to the college football playoffs, and everybody Ooh. was like, "Yeah, go Bearcats." And then, is it Bearcats? Yeah, it's Bearcats. Yeah, yeah, go Bearcats. And then, I mean, Alabama just baby Winston. rocks. <laughs> yeah, rocks them to sleep. Um, uh, yeah. I'm still, I'm taking Oregon, I'm, but I'm going for yeah. Liberty. You know, I'm like ta- yeah, you, <laughs> you gotta take Oregon, but you gotta go for Liberty. Like, okay. I mean, if it's my money, it's Oregon. Yeah, 
Rose Bowl. This is Alabama, Michigan. This is an interesting matchup. I want to hear your opinion, Ryder. So I think Michigan, they've had a rocky season, not record wise, but just like behind the scenes stuff wise with all the coaching crap going on. With Jim Harbaugh back, I think I think Michigan's gonna win this game. I think Alabama, despite beating Georgia, I think I think Georgia should have been in the spot. Honestly, that's my hot take. Even though Alabama beat them and they kind of shut them down, Georgia was better throughout the year, better than Alabama, and I think they should have been in that spot. I think Michigan is going to humble Nick Saban, but it is Nick Saban, and you never know with Alabama. Last time these two teams met in the playoffs, Alabama won in resounding fashion. Blake Corum is a different beast. Yeah. And Blake Corum reminds me a lot of – and. Michigan's rushing attack reminds me a lot of Texas's rushing attack. Yeah. And we saw how Alabama's defense just couldn't handle that level of an O-line. Texas, one of the most experienced O-lines in um, college football. Man, this is close. I think this will come down to the wire. It'll be a great game. And but I think it's going to look a lot like that Georgia-Alabama game, but I think Michigan is going to come I up think Michigan's going to take yeah. it. Uh, the Sugar Bowl. All right. All-State Sugar Bowl, Texas versus Washington. Number five rushing defense versus one of the best and most potent offenses in college football. Ryder, what's your take? As much as I hate to say it, I think Quinn Ewers is going to have another Heisman-like performance, future Heisman-like performance, and just blitz Washington. And I I hate to say that because I want to see Washington do well because they're a good team, but I think I think Texas's offense – is going to just overpower them. I, I I genuinely believe so. Great story here. Obviously, they met last season in the Alamo Bowl. We already touched on that. Steve Sarkeesian started his coaching career at Washington. That's cool. And now they're facing off in the college football playoffs. Washington currently has the longest undefeated streak in college football. Um, That's a nice Or longest, longest winning streak. Yeah. So, um, since the Georgia loss, they stepped up into that spot. Yeah. Obviously, Michigan losing to TCU last year. This is going to be interesting. The key for Texas will be, can they get pressure on Michael Penix? They just got to be able to contain him. If they if they can blitz him, we saw this in the Oregon game, pressure has been the key. Yes. If Texas can land pressure with Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy, I think this will be... I think Texas... I think this will be wraps. Yeah. But that is the key, and we have seen the Texas defense be very mid at times. That being said, they have a couple weeks to prepare. Texas knows how to control a game. Yes, they do. And Quinn Ewers is—he's a game manager and he's so, a playmaker. So I think that four and a half line set on this game is perfect. So that being said, the College Football National Championship will be versus, according Mi- to us, will be Michigan, Michigan, Texas. And Texas. What do you think about this one? Golly. This one is going to... That'd be a game. Two of the most winningest programs in college football history going off against each other. Michigan, number one, most wins in college football. Texas, number two. Bama, number it's, three. It's like the end of an era because, like, all the playoff changes. It's it, That's like a historical game. I mean, whoever's in this uh, national championship, it's, it's like history. Mm-hmm. Um, and, dude... Texas Michigan would be crazy. I I I think it'd come. My pick would come down to how well Michigan's defense did in 
the semifinal. Right. Right. But that... Uh, Obviously a lot of speculation to yeah, that one. a lot. Great things to look forward to. A lot happening in the college football world. But with that being said, this has been the Inside Source. I'm Matthew Dela Cruz. I'm Ryder Maple. Signing off. See y'all next time. Make sure to go watch the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yes. Can't forget about the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Give you some mail. And go Flames. Go Flames.